did God make mothers? It's a great question. How did God make mothers? The mother thought about it for a moment, and then she answered this way. She said, God made mothers out of clouds, angel hair, and sunshine. And He blended them all together to make mothers. The little girl thought about that for a moment, and she looked back, and she guessed, I guess that explains a lot. The mother says, what do you mean? Well, it explains why mothers are always so fluffy, soft, and warm. So... <laughs> Fluffy, soft, and warm, made of clouds, angel hair, and sunshine. Mothers are special. Uh, they're, they're unique. Um, they are important to us. It is an important role that God has given uh, in the Christian faith. And uh, as uh, Sam said, you know, a lot of times mothers are the first to introduce us to the Lord or or to the the stories of the Bible or or influence us in regards to that and and it is an important role it is a sacred calling that God has entrusted to women uh, and it comes with great great uh, responsibility uh, in Proverbs chapter 31 we often read and hear about the virtuous woman and I want to read just a passage there this morning just part of that, beginning in verse 25. It says, Strength and dignity are her clothing, and she smiles at the future. She opens her mouth in wisdom, and the teaching of kindness is on her tongue. And she looks well to the ways of her household, and does not eat the bread of idleness. Her children Rise up and bless her, her husband also, and he praises her, saying, Many daughters have done nobly, but you excel them all. It's a wonderful passage of Scripture speaking to, to the virtuous woman, uh, speaking to her role and her responsibilities, talking about her characteristics, that she is strong, that she is wise, that she's kind and loving, she works hard to provide for her family, and she is respected and honored by her children and by her husband. Mothers are the one who teach us about God's love and grace. They're the ones who pray for us when we are sick. They comfort us when we are sad. They cheer us up and cheer for us when we are succeeding. Uh, they are our first teachers. They are often our first friends. They are often our first role models, and even as we grow older, they love and guide us, and their guidance remains important to us throughout our lives. But being a mother, it's not always easy. It can be exhausting. It can wear you out. It can be frustrating. It can be overwhelming at times in life. There are sleepless nights. There are temper tantrums. There are teenage rebellion to deal with. There are bills to pay. There are meals to cook. There's laundry to do. And through it all, mothers remain steadfast in their love for their children. So today, we honor our mothers. We thank them for their unwavering love and support. And we remember the sacrifice that they make for us and have made for us and things that they've done to help us to become the people that we are today. And as we think about that, I want us to, to think about the idea of sacrifice. 
in the fact that, that it didn't begin with mothers, but it began with a father, our heavenly father. And the sacrifice that he was willing to make to send his only son to pay the price for our sins, the penalty for our sins, that we might receive forgiveness. And as we gather today and we celebrate our mothers, I, I want us to look at, on this special day, a specific mother for just a few moments. And I want us to look at the mother of Jesus and the life of Mary and the lessons that we might learn from her today. Mary was a remarkable woman, so remarkable that she was chosen by God to carry and give birth to his son, Jesus. She nurtured and cared for Jesus, the Son of God, throughout his entire life. She was a woman of great faith, of courage, and humility. She trusted God's plan for her life and was obedient to his will, even in the face of difficult circumstances. You think about the fact, and we often talk about the, the reality that when Mary received the news that while she was a virgin, that she would bear a child. And think about having to try to explain that first to your fiancé, to your parents, to his parents, to your family, to his family, to the people of the community who would begin, as we know it happens in our world, to gossip, to talk, to whisper, to, to, to look at her in an unacceptable way because of unacceptable behavior or actions in life. And the fact that when, when Mary was faced with this news, her response was, I am your servant, do unto me as you will. Carry out what you want to carry out in my life. And so that's the first thing that I want us to learn from Mary today is how we respond to unexpected and challenging events is a good measure of our faith. How we respond to unexpected and challenging events is a good measure of our faith. One of the most notable things in Scripture is when Mary is visited by an angel who delivers the news that she will bear God's Son. And if you look into Luke, the first chapter, Luke chapter 1, if you want to turn there in your Bibles this morning, and verse 38, I want you to see Mary's response when she received that news. Verse 38, Mary said, And behold, the bondservant of the Lord, be it done to me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. She said, Listen, I am your servant. Do to me as you plan to do. What an immediate response of faith. She didn't say, well, how is this possible? She didn't question or doubt or she didn't push back or fight. What will people say? What will people think of me? How will that affect my reputation? She didn't do any of that. She simply responded out of faith and said, I'm your bondservant. Be it done unto me as you will. If that's what you desire, if that's what you want. I mean, think about how many of us and how we would respond in that situation. How we would say, whoa, 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 wait a minute. Let, let me think about this. Let, let, let me run this through my mind a little bit before I make any type of commitment here uh, to what you're asking me to do. Let, let me think about the consequences. Let me, let me think about how it's going to affect my life. Let me think about what the outcome's going to be. 
I mean, wait a minute. Shouldn't do that. In faith, think about the faith that it took and the trust that she had in God to immediately respond and say, listen, I'm your bondservant. Let it be to me according to your word, according to your will. Whatever it is that you want to do in my life, I'm willing to accept that. I'm willing to, to embrace that. And, and she, her willingness demonstrated her faith in God. It was a, a powerful example to all of us as a mother and related to motherhood. We too are called to trust in God, to believe in His will. Listen, we struggle with that a lot in our world today. For, for some reason, we get this idea that we want people to like us, maybe even love us. Want people to think good of us. But the Scripture says that that is not exactly the way that it should be. In fact, the Scripture says that if we stand on the truth of God's Word, if we will will do exactly what God has called us to and and follow in His pattern for us, it says this. It says the world hated Him and it will hate us. Think about that for a moment. Scripture says if we're doing what God has called us to do, the world who is opposed to God's Word and to God's truth and to God's principles and God's commandments, they'll hate us. And yet we have this idea that we want to be liked. We want people to accept us. We we want to bring to them a gospel that is palatable, a a gospel that is acceptable, a, a gospel that is not too offensive or too difficult for them to embrace, So that they'll like us. And he says, no, 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 listen, they hated me. And if you're standing for me, if you're standing on the truth, if you're doing what my God, my my word has called you to do, they're going to hate you too. And so we need to understand what it took for Mary and the faith that she had for her to look at that circumstance and situation and, and assess immediately what was going to happen and say, I'm your servant. And be it, unto me, be it un, done unto me according to your word. If that's your plan, if that's what you want, if that's exactly how you... Then I'm okay with that. And she knew what she was going to face. She knew what would happen in that day and time. You know, in our world today, when, when, a, when a young lady is, is expecting out of marriage, we're very accepting out of that. We're, we're, we're okay with that. But in this day and time, that was a, a, a shameful... That was a, an unacceptable, that was a, you, you are, are a, a trash, you, you are promiscuous, you, whatever term you want to give to it, but it was not acceptable in that day. And so for her to face that difficulty, for her to face that challenge, and in faith say, listen, whatever it is that you have in store, God, I, I'm in. I believe in you, I trust in you. I want to be obedient to your will. And so when we think about that, we have to think about what God has in store for us. And are we willing in faith to trust in Him? Are we willing in faith to accept His will? Are we willing in faith to say, listen, Lord, whatever it is that you have in store for me, whatever it is that you have planned for me, I'm willing I'm willing to go through that. I'm willing to, to experience that. I'm willing to, to commit to that if that's what you have in store for me. doesn't mean that I'll be popular. doesn't mean that people will like me. doesn't people mean that people will, will side with me or, or support me. But God, if that's what you have in store for me, 
I'm willing. And I'll follow your guidance. I'll follow your spirit. I'll follow your will. I'll follow your word. I'll follow your truth. And I'll be obedient. Sometimes when we meet unexpected circumstances, situations, and challenges in life, and how we respond to that, it can be a great indicator of where our faith is. Second thing I want us to see about Mary is this, is that, that we need sometimes in life to use the solitude that God gives to reflect on the magnitude of what He has done. Staying there in Luke, just go over to the second chapter in verse 19. I'm sure you've heard this and read this before, but it's an amazing passage of Scripture to think about this young woman and everything that she's gone through and experienced at this moment. And then in verse 19, it says, But Mary treasured up all these things, pondering them in her heart. She took a moment of solitude to reflect on the magnitude of what God had done in her life. She took a moment of stillness, a moment of quietness. And it says she pondered these things. She, she just was quiet for a moment. And she pondered and she looked at what God was doing and had done in her life and contemplating what He would do in her life. Imagine throughout the course of Mary's life that there were many more times that she took an opportunity of quietness or stillness to ponder, to reflect, to think about the magnitude of what God had done in her life. She was the earthly mother to the Son of God. She was the earthly mother to nurture, to care for, to teach, to train, to, to keep healthy, to raise the Son of God, who would be the Savior of mankind. Being a mother is serious, and it is important. It is a huge responsibility. Mary knew this all too well. I want you to think for just a moment this morning as we look through God's Word of the recorded events in which Mary was present in the life of Jesus and opportunities that she would have had to have pondered, to treasure in her heart, to be still for a moment and to think about the magnitude of what God had done. Think about the birth. Think about the fact that they, they were traveling to an unknown place. That they were in a situation where there was no room in the end. That, that she gave birth to Jesus in a stable. Think about the shepherds coming to worship Him. Think about as a mother what that must have been like with your new infant child in a stable. And here come some shepherds, some strangers... And they want to worship. They want to see what has happened. This event that they've been told about. And them relaying the story to her about the angels announcing to them the birth of Jesus. Think about what that, that must have meant to her. What that must have sounded like. How it must have impacted her. Think about the fact that, that there were wise men who came to worship Him. And not only to worship Him, but to bring expensive gifts. Think about what Mary must have thought about that. Who, who, who are these wise men? Who, who, who are these guys coming to bring these expensive gifts and worship my son, my child? She knew who he was. 
But still think about the impact of that in her life. Think about the, the stealing away in the night for safety's sake because she knew that there was a king, a ruler, who wanted to take the life of her child. Think about reflecting on that. Think, think about what that must have been like in her mind to recognize and realize. And she took a moment to ponder, to think about to realize the magnitude of what God had done in her life. Think about that trip that they took to the temple when Jesus was 12 years old. And, and the next day when the panic set in and the realization that Jesus wasn't with them. Ever been there? Left a child behind and only realized later that the child wasn't with you any longer? Yeah, I've been there. We, we did that once. Well, at least once. And, uh, and the panic. Just, the, oh no, wh- where are they? And then immediately, are they okay? What, what's going on? You know, who are they with? What, you know, all of a sudden, your mind begins to, to flood with all of these thoughts and ideas. And Mary and Joseph rush, I can imagine. You know, Mary, Joseph, all the way, because I've been there, right? Hurry up! Hurry up! What are you doing? Don't slow down! Speed up! We got, you know, got to get there. The panic that Jesus had been left alone at the temple. Think about what it must have been like when they found him. And the idea that these religious leaders, these adult religious leaders, were marveling at his maturity and his knowledge and the things that he was teaching them and the things that he was saying. Think about as a mother going, wow, my 12-year-old. He's sitting in the temple with these religious leaders and they're amazed at the child that I've raised. At the prodigy, you know, but you know what I'm saying. She pondered these things. She thought about the magnitude of what God had done in her life and through her life. Think about Jesus' teaching. And in the midst of his teaching, the scripture says that Mary was trying to reach him, and she couldn't. The crowds were so big, they were so immense, and they were pushed in so tight that she just wanted to reach her son. And she couldn't get to him. Think about the fact that she stood and witnessed and watched multitudes of people gathered around Jesus. Just every one of them hanging on his every word, listening to his teaching. Think about the pride that must have welled up with inside of her to recognize and realize that this is her son. And all of these people are here to listen to him and to hear what he has to say. Think about that wedding in Cana of Galilee. And her son, Jesus, performing his first miracle, recorded miracle, turning the water into wine. Think about pondering. Think about considering for a moment what God had done in her life and through her life for Jesus. And then think about the false trials, the lying, the blaming, the pointing fingers, and eventually... The Scripture reveals to us that Mary is there at the foot of the cross. She was there to witness the brutal, horrific death of her son. Think about what it must have been like, even though because she believed in Jesus and she believed in the message that he had told, even though she knew that this was not the end to watch her child, her son, 
that she had loved, that she had nurtured, that she had cared for, that, that she had fussed over his entire life. Seeing him die, this brutal and cool, grow through this pain and this suffering and this anguish. And the scripture says she was there. She was at the foot of the cross and Jesus looked down and saw her there at the foot of the cross. And she was looking up into the face of Jesus, her son, as he went through this brutality and this horrible death. I wonder, after that time, how many times she reflected and thought about those events. All of those events, but especially this final event. In his death and brutality on the cross. You see, sometimes it's important that we take a little bit of time and we pause and we're still and we're quiet and we reflect on the magnitude of what God has done. Because He's done incredible things in your life. He's done incredible things in my life. There have been amazing things that we've experienced and we've gone through because of Christ and because of His death and because of all that He's done for us, because of the presence of the Holy Spirit and because of the power of His Word, you and I have experienced things in our lives through the grace of God that we need to pause, we need to be quiet, we need to be still, and we need to reflect on the magnitude of what He has done in our life. There's one one final place that the Scripture reveals to us an event in the life of Mary. After His resurrection, after His ascension into heaven, the Scripture says that she was among those disciples who gathered and began to pray of how God would move them forward as believers. That was the belief she had in her son. That was the confidence and conviction that she had that Jesus truly was the Son of God and the Savior of mankind. Is that she didn't flee, she didn't run, she didn't hide. The mother of Jesus, we find her gathered with the other disciples, praying about how God would lead them forward to continue the mission and the work and the message of Jesus Christ, her Son. There are so many things that we can learn from mothers. So many lessons that we can be taught. But today from Mary, two things so critical that we understand. And and the first is is just recognizing and understanding that, that God can be trusted and that we must act in faith, believing Him, and carry out His will. The second is that there are times that we need to be still and we need to ponder We need to think about the magnitude of what God has done in our lives through Christ Jesus. 